This is the No Swear Gamer from YouTube and the Atari 1700 Game by Game podcast, and you are listening to the podcasting pride of the Smoky Mountains, the Two Dudes in a Ness, with your hosts, Dude Michael and Dude Justin. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Just anxious to talk about uh, the adventures of Tom Sawyer on the Two Dudes in an S podcast. Oh, man. I got a lot to talk about Tom Sawyer. Not so much about the game. Okay. You know. that, well, that's good news. That's news to me because uh, I'm coming to the plate with a whole lot of not much. So. Yeah. Well, it's a mon- modern dairy warrior, main, main stride. Oh, oh, we're going to talk about the Rush song. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. And Neil Peart, that's actually somewhat topical. Neil Peart died like not too long ago. Oh, uh, really? That's depressing. Yeah. Not, of ni- not of 19, though. Okay. He didn't die of the 19? He didn't die of the 19. Okay. Well, that's... Yeah, he died like uh, early this year. Like, I don't know what he died of, but uh, he, he did die. Let's see. Yeah, died January seventh, two thousand twenty. Wow. Well, dead at sixty-seven. That's pretty. So fairly young. That's fairly young. Depressing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, all these rockers just got to be like, darn you, Keith Richards. <laughs> you just keep <laughs> outliving all of us. Yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> right. He had Some... brain cancer. Oh, yikes. Keith Richards. No, Neil Peart. Oh, okay. And probably Keith Richards. Keith Richards, I'm guessing he's just like a vampire He's just all tumor now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a walking tumor. He's yeah. had so much cancer at this point. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, Neil Peart's passed away. So, that's what we're talking about, right, Tom Sawyer? Um, interestingly enough, and this is going to probably come up because... when we talk about the game a little bit, I've never actually read The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. The book. Despite doing a big book report on it (laughs) for Mr. Foster's class. (laughs) Okay. So the the big uh, Tom Sawyer debacle of Mr. Foster's class, stupid, (laughs) I don't know if you remember, but stupid me. Oh, I remember. uh, Everybody, okay, so for Mr. Foster's class, which we've talked about Mr. Foster before. Uh, He's the history teacher that was basically impossible to pass his class in high school, mm-hmm. no doubt, which is weird because, you know, high school is supposed to be pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he had, he had bonus book reports that you could do. So you could do a book report for like bonus credit. Right. But basically you had to do them or otherwise you weren't going to pass because right. you failed all his tests. You either could do one of two things. You either had to study for like two to three hours a day. Brent McNew. Which, <laughs> right. One of our classmates did. Or, if you didn't study, you were going to make like a 30 on the test to, that would force you to, to you made 30s? do book reports. Wow. I think I made like 15s and 16s. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> um, and, then, or, and then you were forced to do book reports and projects, which were probably equally about the same amount of work in right. the end. But it just forced you. You were going to do the work one way or the other. But at least you could mix it up with the book reports and projects, right? Yeah. What's funny is like we walked into that, you know, we kind of 
fooled ourselves into thinking that we were actually going to potentially do well on those exams. And then at some point, probably about a third way through the class, we just decided there's we're just going to stop studying for these tests because yeah. there's just no way. <laughs> yep, I totally, completely stopped studying. <laughs> and he just red inked the whole paper. Just yeah. like, oh, this is nonsense. <laughs> and, yeah, instead of, so you know, a lot of teachers will count down from 100 I'm pretty sure he just counted up to about 15 or 16 pity points for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, he did use the correct president for this era. So I'm going to give him five points. And that was with the curve. Yeah, that's, with, that's correct. That's with the curve because he did curve. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, so we did the Tom Sawyer debacle, which was the first book report. Um... And well, essentially everybody had, had in the a class, lot of books you could choose from. Yeah. yeah. You, had, you had a selection of books that you could choose from. Uh, the easiest two were Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer, right? Right. They were all historical books, right? The things that had a lot of history and in them and whatnot. So Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn were two of the easiest ones because they were the shortest ones. Well, what were the first two books that everybody in the class did? Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn. Uh, right. And... Guess who didn't do them? Me, like an idiot. <laughs> uh, and then after that, he banned those. He just took those books off his list. He's like, I no, never got to do can't them. Can't do those anymore. <laughs> yep, can't do them anymore. I didn't even read them, uh, even though I did the book report. I think I did it just on the like the, the cliff notes. The cliff notes of Tom Sawyer. That's so sad that I used the cliff <laughs> notes of Tom Sawyer because it's, the cliff notes are probably just as long as the book is. Yeah, probably. But. Um, yeah, I, I've never actually read Tom Sawyer, um, which is probably either. sad. What was the What was the name? What was the author that he had the majority of the books from? It was like Jake. Oh, John right? Jakes. John, John Jakes. Jakes. That's right. Which is just like historical smut. <laughs> it, it was. It really was. It was like these history. These they're fiction. They're like historical fiction, and he had us read them. But like there was, it was full of like these romantics, basically just uh, sex scenes in the books. And yeah, the only like, the only thing those books were missing was like Fabio on the cover, and it would have been. Right. <laughs> it was like, and then, um, but he, you had to do so many John Jake's books, and the only reason that you had to do them is because they were all like twelve hundred pages long. Right. And so you were forced to read like this twelve hundred page long, which. By forced to read, I would usually just kind of pick, like, flip through, you know, 40, 50 pages and then, like, read a couple of paragraphs and, like, yep. okay, I can use that in the book report. <laughs> and I would <laughs> exactly. use that quote yeah. from, like, that couple pages. <laughs> so. You know he uh, knew that we were doing these things, too. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way was, he didn't know. It was just out of pity that I think that he essentially allowed us to get away with it. But, um. Yeah. Yeah. So either way, fun times. Also, uh, since we're on the topic of Mr. Foster, we might as well keep going. I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Uh, spoiler alert. I don't know if this is going to be a very good show. Just at the top, you know, we're seven minutes in. I just want to let everybody know it's probably not going to be a very good show. Because one, sorry, Daniel Newton. Well, by the way, Patreon picked by Daniel Newton. And sorry, Daniel, I really didn't like this game. And I... It was really hard for me to continue keep playing it for as long as I did, even. So I don't know that I'm going to have a ton of really great content 
uh, for the show on this one. But anyways, uh, since since my amount of content is going to be pretty short and sweet, I will go into the the next Mr. Foster topic, and that is the those projects. Do you remember the? Uh, see, I had one. I had a couple of real doozies that he hated that I did. One of them was like the bloody footprints in the snow. Do you oh, remember that man. one? Oh yeah. <laughs> I I remember we would like, you know, do these goofy projects, and then like he would just bash them, just like tell us how tar- terrible they were. I remember the first ones like he was like, "I'm just gonna tell you." If you, uh, those were all so bad, the lowest <laughs> score was an 80. And, you know, if I gave you an 80, just know that your project, I remember him actually saying this, just know that your project was probably worse than a 50, but I just gave you an 80 <laughs> because this was your first projects. And I got an 80. So, yeah, so <laughs> you know, I was just like basically just talking to me. Um, I remember him. Then he would, okay. he would like show this project from this particular person that was in a grade ahead of us and it was always just crap it was Uh, like this crappy project and he would be like this is the standard bear like look how creative this is this is so awesome and we were like that took him like five minutes (laughs) i I know see that was the okay so that's the whole thing with my bloody footprints okay like he wanted us to really like he always talked about it didn't he wanted us to take time on the project right he's like this should take you you know probably eight hours to do this project and right. then he would say, "This is the standard bear," and you know, this is, and we would look at it and say, like you said, that took him five, ten minutes tops. Right. So then, <laughs> but then he would emphasize this creativity. Right. He really wanted us to be creative and come up with these mm-hmm. ingenious. Hist- he said, "I don't want to just see a battlefield with a bunch of uh, toy soldiers on it. I want to see some creativity." So I was like, "Okay, I'll do exactly what you're telling us to do. I'll take five minutes, come up with a creative idea." And make a project. <laughs> so I just took the, I can't even remember what the blade, it was like some battle, right? But the, yeah, like the onus of the battle was like, it was snowing and like there was, you know, bloody footprints in the snow. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to do some bloody footprints in the snow. So I took a box, took a bunch of that, like cotton, you know, that white cotton, right? took a little action figure, painted the bottom of his foot red and then walked him through the snow five ten minute project turned it in i was like this one's gonna get this one's gonna get at least a 90 and i'm pretty sure he gave me like a 40 40 on that one <laughs> and i remember distinctly that one because i went up and argued with him and i was like look i know i know i didn't take much time on this but i um, i purposely you know tried to be creative and i spent probably the majority of my eight hours coming up with the idea mm-hmm. and uh, i think he bumped me up to like a 60 instead of a 40 but wasn't there somebody that, um, oh, I got a, there, there's another, another good, uh, uh, foster story that, that includes crab man, which we talk about a lot. You remember the very first project before that, like he, he was like, crab man spent all this time on making that journal. Remember oh, we had to make yeah, a journal. The, yeah, I do remember. And so like, this is the moment I think that Crabman decided not to come back the second semester. Yeah. And so uh, basically, you know, like I took like a manila folder and like burn it or something. That's just, what I mean, I did just too. something just, just garbage, you know, just like <laughs> just it, burn it, the edges. It, it just and it was like um it was it was just it, it looked terrible. 
and and then mine Kremen. was I, mine was literally still flaking off like flakes of burnt <laughs> paper when I brought it's it like, in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ashing all over the place. <laughs> and so Crabman brings in this. It's like bonded leather. I mean, it's just. It's I just think he. I think he may went out and killed a goat or something before he and just <laughs> made his own and tanned his own leather and made it made this bit. And it was like we were like, oh my god, Crabman's going to get like a hundred on this, and and ours is going to get like a ten. And then we all got better grades than Crabman on it. Yeah. And it was like yeah. he was just in fur- He was just furious. Yeah. He <laughs> was, was. He was really mad, and he does not get mad, but he was really mad. <laughs> so uh yeah but it was yeah. always just a uh, that was such a fun a fun class <laughs> i really did minus the actual work and the almost failing on a constant basis i really did enjoy that that class was a lot of fun and he used to make us we'll get on we'll get on to the show here i gotta i gotta bring up this point because this was a big point for me and you he used to make us watch these boring, very boring videos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were like historical. And we had his class right after lunch, right? So we just got through eating. <laughs> and we would start, we had these journals. And every time it was like an AV day, it was like you were supposed to get your journal out and take notes on this video, this documentary on the I already know where you're going with this. It was, you know, it, it, the on some documentary about you know something that was made like a hundred years ago, and we're <laughs> and yeah we we're not we're start. not talking like Ken Burns or no no we're talking really bad documentaries here. <laughs> we would we would be right, and you know how the joke is like you see it on TV and like <laughs> you know sitcoms do it like where somebody's like writing something and they fall asleep and there's just markings all over the place. Like we would, we would literally do that. We would be yeah. falling asleep and the, like we would wake up and look at our paper and it was just like a few lines and edges. and stuff. <laughs> I can remember, I can remember looking at it. So, and I, I honestly feel like we may have been the only two people in the class falling asleep like this. Cause I would look around people would be like frantically taking notes and then I, I would look over at you and your your pen would be like laying on the floor. <laughs> just uh, laying in the floor and I'm like asleep and there's just like and then like and, and the the sentences that we did put together didn't make sense. It would be like Abe Lincoln had a cat or something. It's like our dreams were bleeding into the the journal into the yeah. documentary, you know. But what was bad is we could use those notes to like on the exam. Like you could take the you, that was part of the deal is right. you know you take these notes on this notebook and you could use them during the exam. And ours were basically useless. We yeah, they were useless. Notes. Like I can, I, he they were closed book tests except for those AV notebooks you could take in. Yeah, and, and it was just. I mean, might as, like I said, might as well have not even been able to use anything because I didn't know what I was <laughs> going with at all. Oh man, I need I needed that laugh. Oh, that that was good. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So, anyways, um, well, I was going to. So, you know, full disclosure to the people listening, uh, Justin and I had an old friend 
die today, so we're a little bit bummed out. And I was going to use this next thing as a pick-me-up, but I think you've done picked us back up with some Mr. Foster comments. Should, yeah. should, I, re- should I reveal the next thing anyways? I think I will. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we have to, right? For those who have right. not heard yet, we got a little something to play for you all. I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed that you're listening to Two Dudes at a Desk. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's that was for real, impressive. folks. I'm telling you, that is for real. We've got a video on the uh, Bibbrez Facebook page if you want to go check that out. Yep, not uh, totally yes. family-friendly, but it is uh, well right. worth the watch because Tom was very nice to us, actually. And I think yes, he, he may have actually agreed to be on the show. He kind of did uh, in the video. He either agreed so. to be on the show or said that he's starting a podcast. So we'll, I guess we'll find out. If all of a sudden he starts a <laughs> podcast, then we'll know that he, he never intended to be on the show. What if he just, out of the blue, starts a podcast on the Nintendo? That would be that'd be worrisome. I'd be a little bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> he just took it right. Actually, just going to take this idea. And he start, he uses this. What, how funny would it be if he just steals all of our ideas too? Like he has soundboard <laughs> Mario. He has a he has a joke where like he says whether or not he's impressed with the game at the end. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He just steals all of our thunder. This may Everybody be the goes, this may have yeah. been the worst idea ever to get Tom Arnold to give us a little soundbite here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you even mentioned that uh, the poster. That he that's behind him as he's doing the little uh, shout out is uh, Carpool. Yeah, and you love that movie. I love it's probably my favorite Tom Arnold movie. Other than I wouldn't uh, True Lies is good too, but I wouldn't really consider it a Tom Arnold movie. Yeah, because he's not really the star. But right, right. Um, you know, it, there was a while there where Tom Arnold was like. Really pushing like this, he had like some tapes about Trump or something. I don't remember exactly what the details were about it, but he was like saying that he was working with uh, what was Trump's lawyer's name, Michael Cohen. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I I haven't heard anything about that in a while. I think he may just gave up after like Cohen went to prison or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. Do I do remember that slightly? Like he was saying he had some kind of like insider. Yeah, like footage or something, and then and then it just kind of nothing ever happened. Hmm. Anyways, so, hey, have you ever seen? Apparently, uh, he's been in a lot of stuff lately that I didn't even know of. Have you ever seen uh, Trailer Park Boys? I hear good things about that. Is that any good? I I've honestly never watched it, but I have heard a lot of people say good things about it. He's been in that. Hmm. Interesting. He was in Sons of Anarchy. I've heard that's a good show, too. I've heard that's a good show. I've never watched it, though. Hmm, There's just too much out there. There's too much content. Here's the thing. Quarantine, the 19, could have really helped a lot of people catch up on a lot of these shows, except I'm a freaking essential essential worker. I'm going to the hospital. I I don't get to just, you know. I know. I know the feeling. I don't get to do that. So it's like... Um, thanks guys, but, uh, you know, I don't get to sit at home and watch TV. 
Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm also considered essential, although I'm not out there saving lives. I'm just... Uh, oh, neither am I. Helping the infrastructure uh, do the same thing it's been doing for the past, however long it's been doing it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I am... Um... I'm but, still waiting. Uh, I, I'm still waiting on you to post a picture of you in your mask so that I can call you a hero. I'm, I'm working on it. Okay. Like I said, I thought I, th- I told you as I started to put on there. Um, I wore a mask today. There will be no pictures. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, there's some people out there that are really, you know, like our area has not been has not been hit bad um, uh, at all. Uh, which uh, we've we definitely prepared for it, but, uh, it's just not, it's just not come to fruition. Like they thought it might have it, but you know, people in New York, I mean, yeah, those doctors up there, gosh, it's, uh, they are going through some. some yeah. I mean, stuff. I can't imagine like in like New so, York city, I'm, I'm sure that's, yeah. I'm sure that's terrible. Yeah. But really uh, outside of there, it's kind of, it's a little bit. Yeah. Not, Even not like the bigger bad. cities, I think, I think New Orleans and Detroit both kind of got hit a little hard at first, but have died down. Because I think a lot of I think a lot of it is that you know um, people are taking it pretty serious. <laughs> I think the social distancing thing I think is, has really slowed a lot of it down um, and closing a lot of things down. I think um, they've uh, I think that that has probably had a huge impact on it. And what's going to happen uh, when we open back up? I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe things will, will have a little spike. Maybe that we won't. Maybe the summer months will give us a bit of reprieve from it. But uh, it may come back in the fall. We don't know. This is yeah. we don't know a lot about. But yeah, we don't a, know a lot about this. It's a bit of a mystery. It's kind of it's right. really baffled me because it. It seems like it just shows up as any any symptom. <laughs> shows up as a wider range of symptoms. These patients, I'll tell you, personally, and not just from stories that I've heard and read and in journals and things, but personally, the patients that that uh, we've had in our hospital, it's just it's a wild array of symptoms, and these patients will decompensate or you know go downhill really quickly. It's just it's, it's it when you have um, people that I know at the hospital, they're very, very smart, worked in ICU for probably 40 years are saying it's one of the wildest diseases they've ever seen. It's, it's pretty crazy. So mm-hmm. now for the most part, I think most people get like a really, it sounds almost like a mixture between the flu and mono. Cause it's like this super fatigue with a cough, sore throat. I think yeah. that's the probably typical experience, but some of these people get really sick, and that's what's wild is, is predicting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the elderly get get it get hit harder and things, but there's also a lot of people that are just don't have a lot of medical problems and are younger that get really sick. So we don't really know why, but well, maybe we'll way, figure it out. Who knows? Hopefully, probably not. <laughs> And this is this is the thing that pisses this this is the thing that does actually aggravate me is everybody talks about we hope we get a treatment by the fall. 
okay, when have we ever had a good treatment for viruses? Okay, we got this Tamiflu for the flu, but it doesn't really work. It might decrease symptoms for 24 hours. Yes, we have a lot of good HIV medications, but we really don't treat viruses very much. We don't treat them very well. Um, so I don't know why we all of a sudden think we're going to create this panacea of medicine. Yeah. that. And, and just in general, the way viruses work and the way our bodies interact with them is, yeah. you know, we kind of, the human system <clears throat> and all the people in it are kind of, it's, we're almost like it's made for us to get them. And then, you know, right. it's like, that's the way our bodies work. It's like, you get the disease, you get the virus or whatever, not the disease, the virus. And then that's just, I mean, and your body learns how to fight it off. It's just like, right. And then people around you get in, you pass it back and forth to each other. And it's just, that's the way it's always kind of worked. And so this is kind of new territory trying to keep it from happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause we've never really tried to keep it from happening before. It just, I, I think what happened was we saw a train heading for us. And it was like, we we saw what was going on in Italy, and then we saw cases started picking up, and we just, we just realized that if this happened on a grand scale across the country all at once, then we would be in a lot of trouble. And we had to shut it down. And I think that we did a good job doing that, but um, now we're at that point where it's like, how do you transition? How do you transition back? Right. And we'll figure it out. Um, you know, I, but, uh, there's going to be a lot of, um, um, there's going to be a lot of downstream consequences, unfortunately, from all this that, uh, it's going to take a few years to probably really rear its head, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Now, after that downer, I think we need a little bit of this. I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed that you're listening yes. to Two Dudes at a Desk. And do you know like why? It. You know why he's so impressed? Because if you're listening to this point, you've listened to like 26 minutes of babble and not gotten to any game talk. No game talk. <laughs> no game talk. Let's talk about the game. Okay, let's start with a little bit of history. What do you think? Now it's time for Justin's historical tidbits and trivia. Time to get out your D-pad notepads because you're about to get schooled by the doctor. That's it. All we don't right. have any jingles this time. So, yeah, right. Uh, so, Tom Sawyer for the NES was developed by a company called WinkySoft. Yeah, uh, WinkySoft. WinkySoft uh, was a company that mainly uh, worked within the Japanese market for video games. But the game was published by Seda. And, Seda. Uh, Is that same? Or, Seda. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, right. Uh, which Seda, which I, this is probably my uh, favorite video game company name of all time. I mean, it really might be because it stands for Super Entertainment and Total Amusement. I love it. Nice. And it's just it's impressive. Seda uh, was a company that made most of the games for the NES and SNES, um, but of course, is now defunct. I don't know why, of course. I don't know why I said of course. But, <laughs> well, uh, maybe it's because of this game. You, you thought to think and say of, of course. Right. Probably the, the in the list of games um, that I would say that, that this, this company developed or published, um, 
say that is probably most famous was Tetris 64. Did you ever play Tetris 64? I do remember Tetris 64, but I don't remember so, much about it. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, I, if I played it a lot, I don't think I played it a lot. Because I, I, don't, I don't remember much about Tetris 64. But uh, anyway, uh, it was sold in 2009 to a, a ruse, who then closed up shop in 2008. So, um, but as we've talked about, of course, this game was based on the not 1876 book by one Samuel Clemens, also known as Mark Twain. And, um, you know, we, we were talking off air about the whole Me Too thing about some actor. Uh, you think, Tom, Mark Twain, you know, this book... I haven't read it, but I know there's a few references to some racial slurs in the book, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, there is. I don't, uh, uh, I don't know that he would have been Me Too'd, but he would have been whatever the racial equivalent of Me Too'd is. Maybe. Right. That's a, yeah. That's what I'm saying. In this uh, cancel culture, would we be canceling Mark Twain? I think we would be. Yeah. We'd have we'd have us a good old fashioned book burning. Yeah, yeah. I think he was Burn probably. I think he was probably a little bit in trouble, anyways, wasn't he? Back in his day, probably. Maybe probably. W- with some of the. Uh, I don't know though. He was a I'm bit just of a speculating. Just speculating. Right. Um, but really, as far as this game, it was released on February sixth of nineteen eighty nine, in Japan and in North America in August of nineteen eighty nine. Now, Square also had a Tom Sawyer game that came out for the Famicom, uh, which was a different uh, game than than this one that we're talking about, unless you and I played different. Did you play the Famicom version? No. Did we play no, different no, no. versions? No, we, we, I think we played it. It would be funny if one. we played different, a different, each played the different version of the game. But uh, anyway... Uh, that's about it for really history. There's not a whole lot out there, uh, on the development of this game. And it's kind of interesting that, uh, a Japanese company decided to make the adventures of Tom Sawyer to me. Uh, it's a very American kind of thing. Tom Sawyer. Right. Right. But anyway, did you have this game growing up or did you go on a quest? Well, let's find out after this commercial break. Now it's time for the thrill of 8-Bit Discovery with Michael's quest to find the cart. Unless, of course, uh, you are a listener on Patreon, in which case you did not have to go through a commercial break because it's ad-free, baby. And you're welcome. All right. Uh, So, no, I did not have this one as a child. Um, but as I got a little bit older, um, you know, and I was able to get out on my own a little bit and my parents weren't totally in charge of me like they once were when I was a child, I, uh, I went on a riverboat cruise. You ever heard of the Star of Knoxville? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I went on the Star of Knoxville, went on a little riverboat cruise, heading down the Tennessee River, checked out Neyland Stadium there and, uh, 
just uh, you know all the riffraff there on in South Knoxville. Uh, check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just kidding. If you're from South Knoxville, listener out there, although I know you're not. Nobody nobody from around here listens to <laughs> listens to this podcast. Um, and then along the way, uh, you know, I I got to talking to the people on board, and uh, they all you know were pretty nice. Well, a couple of them were wearing overalls. Uh, most of them didn't have shoes on. And I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And they said, well, uh, you've hopped on to a time machine starboat, uh, star of Knoxville cruise. And you are now in the year 1890. Congratulations, sir. And, uh, hmm. I said, wow. Okay. And they said, if you can guess what year the city of Knoxville was established, you win a prize. And I said, well, boy, howdy, do I know that answer? Uh, And I told him, do you know what that answer is, Justin? I do not. Okay. City of Knoxville was established in the year 17, well, it was incorporated in 1815, settled in 1786. That was what I got them with. See, I said 1786, and they're like, "Uh, no, sir, no. 1815. I was like, well, well, technically it was settled in 1786. And they said, okay, all right, touche. Uh, we were going to give you a prize of Super Mario 3, uh, but since you tried to, you know, get one over on us, so to speak, we're instead going to give you a copy of Adventures of Tom Sawyer. And I said, gee, thanks. And I went on home and, um, that's how I got the copy of Tom Sawyer. I was probably in high school-ish. Probably have Mr. Foster to thank, really, for the uh, knowledge about the mm. the history of city of Knoxville. And, yeah, so, th- so that's it. Boy, this is just a great pod. <laughs> We're burning it up here tonight. Is that the worst story you've ever heard me tell about my quest for a cart? Uh, no. Okay, as long as it's not the worst, that's all I care about. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay, all right. So there you go. That was not that was the dumb, not so real story about how I uh, got the card. And truth be told, no, I just played. This is the first time I played it for the podcast. I really uh, like you. I never read Tom Sawyer. I really had no desire or any interest in the 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 realm of Tom Sawyer. Uh, right. I had no interest in the books or the story, or if there were ever any cartoons or anything, I was just not interested in it. I don't, something about it, I don't know. So even though this game may have popped up in a rental store or something, there was no way I was going to be picking it up and playing it. I just didn't have any interest. Any interest. Yeah, and I'm not real sure why I didn't. I guess it's just kind of one of those... Uh, I, I feel like, you know... There's probably some historical significance, probably some comedy as well, given uh, Mark Twain's writing style. But uh, I just never, never got into it. Never, I'm not really never a history guy. Are you a history guy? I've never known yeah. you to be a big time history guy. I mean, you know, I like it better than like non. I like it better than fiction. I mean, I read probably more history than than uh, any kind of novels or anything like that. Okay. I mean, Tom Sawyer would be like historical fiction. I guess it would be historical fiction. Yeah. Rob Luther's head spinning right now. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, he's probably only read. 
He's he's only read Tom Sawyer like seventy eight times. So here's how I imagine uh, Rob is sitting at home right now. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps screaming over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Rob's read it. I'm yeah, I'm probably sure he has most, to. most of our readers have read it, probably. Yeah, I think it's our listeners too. You know. Is that what I, what did I say? Your readers. <laughs> readers. <laughs> I'd say our listeners have probably read it too. People love to read our podcast. Um, <laughs> that would I cannot think of a worse way to take in our podcast than to read it. <laughs> to read this nonsense. Yeah. This, this <laughs> I, flight of ideas we've got. You still there? I had a power flicker. Can you hear me? Yeah, and, uh, you, I yeah, I can hear you now. It was it, like cut out for a second there. Like my lights went out and everything, but I guess I didn't totally drop the uh, call. Weird. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, I I just want to say this podcast is this tonight's podcast is so bad that that dog is is just you won't even look at us behind <laughs> oh, you. Oh yeah, my little uh, my rowdy, my pet rowdy. He's <laughs> just. He won't, he was just will not even look at us. No. Speaking of rowdy, and if you want to listen to a good podcast, yes, the uh, Fake Doctor's Real Friends is a good podcast. If you like yeah. the show Scrubs, yeah. If you're if you like the show Scrubs at all, I I highly recommend it. It's it's perfect. I listened to it uh, today actually. Yeah, it's good. It's good mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, much so. different than ours. Much better than ours. Instead of two yeah. guys uh, struggling to figure out what to say, it's two guys that I know exactly what to say all the time. <laughs> all uh, right. But back, so. back to I was just I just go one more tick back to what we were saying about uh, reading this podcast. I know some people like some people do have podcasts that are uh, written out, you know, transcribed for the hearing impaired, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I would say, you know, if your friend is is uh, hearing impaired, I would recommend that they find another podcast, or maybe just read review, <laughs> read reviews online or something. Right, because right. ours right. is not ours is not the one for them. Uh, but you know, if right. so, if somebody wants to transcribe our show for free, then by all means, go for it. But there's got to be like a technology where they just can do it now, right? Yeah, you would think Siri could, should be able to do it. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this game. Uh, do we have to? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about it then. Time to dig in to some good old-fashioned game discussion. Woohoo! I hate not having sound effects. I know. I keep waiting for something. This game just did not have like little sound clips. Like most games do, yeah. Uh, so I could not uh, could not find them. I found some music, but even the music was not. It was not the kind of music you'd want to be playing in the background of the pod the whole time. So we're kind of dead silent, which is weird. I'm used to hearing music while we talk, but right, uh, we got to deal without it tonight. It it is an interesting element. So the game, you got you got the manual. I do have the manual. Talk about an ugly cover for a manual. Yeah, which is like it's 
It's like it's crap brown. Cle- it's like Cleveland Browns color. Orange. Yeah. yeah. And uh especially since the box art is actually pretty good. Yeah, the box, so the box art pretty snazzy. Is, is good, looks good, and then they really just lay an egg to the <laughs> to the cover of the, the manual. Yeah, they uh, basically they just didn't do anything. Uh, yeah, for the cover of the manual, it's just poop brown orange colored. I mean, this looks like this looks like a a entrance to a uh, uh, putt putt and pigeon forge in the nineteen eighties or something. I don't know. Does this look like something you'd see in Pigeon Forge? Yeah, they kill I Billy Dolph. What else? What else bothers me is that the Seda is almost as big as the title of the game. On the, <laughs> it's like they're they're more they're really they're proud almost, of this gym. Yeah, they're more proud of their company than they are of the actual game. Right. So, anyway, All right. well, yeah. Let me start with the story here. The story in a one-room schoolhouse on the banks of the Mississippi River. A boy is daydreaming in class. Am I am I saying this country enough? Or do I need, or do I need oh, yeah. turn, turn it up a I think notch? We're good. We're I think good. We're okay. good. Uh, this little adventurer is Tom Sawyer, the star of the game. Tom's weekend exploits with his friend Huckleberry are world famous. Even today, as he naps, he's dreaming of a super adventure down the Mississippi River on his log raft. As he sleeps, he begins the adventure by running through an abandoned pirate ship. After defeating the pirates and octopus monster, Tom reaches the river. Every step of his journey is filled with danger. Evil, ultimate enemies and their helpers try to prevent Tom from reaching his goal, saving Becky Thatcher. Can Tom defeat the greatest enemy? Am I I allowed to say this? (laughs) I don't don't know. And save Becky? Their fate is in your hands. I'm saying it because it's in the book, in the manual, but... uh, I was a little hesitant because it's uh it's also it's also in the book. And I don't know that that's a I don't know that that's a racial slur as much as it's just a, it's more of a knock on the people saying that, right? Mm, yeah, I guess There's so. A, it's a little New a Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, so the the story and again, full disclosure, I didn't read the book, but I feel Probably does not match up with the story of the book. I mean, the the end of the first level is fighting an octopus. Hey, Justin. Well, what's up, man? Remember that power outage I said uh, that had a little flicker a second ago? Yep. Well, it totally knocked us out there for a second, and I apologize to all of you listeners out there. But we are back. Uh, sorry for the just disjointed podcast. Uh, I would say that I would be so kind as to go back and edit it so that you don't even notice. But that's not our style. We are not good podcasters. Nope. We don't like editing. That's a bunch of nonsense. We used to, one of our podcast traits used to be, we would say, we're going to go back and cut this out. 
and then we would leave that in. Right. With the us saying, we'll go back and cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> now, so at now least we don't they even hide we, it. At least we, they knew we intended to cut that out. <laughs> yeah. Now it's just, we're just like, yeah, we're, we're, so. just, we're, just try, we're just trying to be more honest podcasters these days. Right. So anyway, I think we left off what we were talking about um, that I, like I said, hadn't read the book, but I feel like the plot of this game does not follow the plot of the book. Yes. Uh, don't know if there was octopus fighting in the book. Maybe there was. I don't know. Rod Luther may be screaming again. I don't know. I feel like he's the one that uh, flipped the breaker at my house. He heard us talking all this trash <laughs> about Tom Sawyer. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't live too far from you, so it's a possibility. True. It is possible. We probably should have had him in my garage. To talk to us about Tom Sawyer. We probably should have. Yeah. Maybe we can. Uh, so maybe we can get get him. Maybe we can get him for the Huckleberry Finn game. Oh, yeah. I don't think there is Is one. there a Huckleberry? I don't think, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's one. All right, so... Okay, so yeah, no, I agree. I do not think that there were... I don't think that the book was about a dream. I think the book was real, if I recall. Right. So, this is about a dream. Um, But basically, the manual... Uh, so that was the story, and the story in the manual basically just spoils the whole game. I mean, it is the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He defeats right. the pirates and the octopus. Then he goes on the river, and then he—they don't really tell you the other places he goes to, but he goes to some other places, and then he saves Becky. Right. There you, there you go. There you go. Congratulations. Now you know what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, I like the, how. You go ahead. I was just gonna say I like on the next page. You start your journey. You will begin the game with three toms. They they refer to it as toms instead of lives. Yeah. Well, it is Tom's. Yeah. Uh, quick question for you. Did you try two-player? I did not. I did not either, but apparently the second player gets to be Huck. Oh. Yeah, well, that's I don't know awesome. If they're, I don't know if they're on the screen at the same time or if they're on the screen at separate times. It's like a Mario Luigi situation where you're, like, taking turns. Maybe. I need to look that up, actually. Let me see if... There may be a YouTube video I can look up real quick about that while we're talking. Yeah. Um... But yeah, you, yeah, you have three toms, and for every twenty T's, you get an extra tom. <laughs> twenty T's equals a tom. Yeah, who knew? Twenty T's equals a tom. A skull equals a negative twenty, a negative ten T. So does that mean <laughs> that? So by math, you would think that two skulls equals a negative one tom. But that doesn't work that way for some reason. So this game is not very good in algebra. Yeah, or math in general. Or just math in general. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the way this, what the way this game is, it's a, it's a platformer, two D platformer. You can run, you can walk, or run. Uh, you can jump, and you can throw rocks. Uh, the only, the only kicker is the second level for whatever reason is basically a vertical scrolling shoot 'em up top down yeah yeah it's interesting in that the the whole second level doesn't make sense to me because not only does it switch modes but 
the raft, you come across a couple, several land bridges in the game that don't really do anything. The, the raft just goes over it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why do you have that there? Well, the raft goes and then under at some it, point, right? Well, not that's not the way the graphic looks. The graphic yeah. looks like it's going over. That's true. And then, and then at some point towards the end of the second level, you get killer whales. <laughs> How many killer whales are in the Mississippi River? I mean, those are killer whales. You think? I don't know that they're I killer think they're whales. Killer whale. What else are they? Uh, sharks. Well, yeah, little not sharks. Not in the river. Oh, come on. You, you haven't seen all them little sharks out there in the Mississippi River? <laughs> I'm just saying. It just ruins the plausibility. There may just be big fish. Big catfish? Yeah, big catfish. Because catfish are known for their surfacing. <laughs> their surfacing yeah. abilities. Well, you know, that's why they call them surface dwellers. <laughs> you know, you got your bottom feeders like your bass. And then you got your surface dwellers like your catfish. <laughs> right. Exactly. Big yeah. fishermen up here. Yeah, that's right. Funny funny thing is, uh, my dad was actually, he really was a really big fisherman. So I should know these things, right? Right. Uh, I mean, he was, a, he was a pretty big deal in the Tennessee River, not the Mississippi. So maybe that's where I'm getting mixed up. Probably. Uh, but he was a fishing guide. He had people coming from all over the place to, for him to show them the right spot to fish in in the Tennessee River, which is weird. Yeah. To me that that's a thing but it, you know yeah more power well, to him. you know yeah all right uh, so what about the giant crocodile at the end of level two huh? those those well, now that is something i could actually see being in the mississippi river yeah yeah so that could be there but i i was kind of disappointed by this the graphically it was not impressive to me the giant crocodile Oh, not okay. as impressive as the octopus, but the I mean, octopus the, again. The entire game is not very impressive graphically. To <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. Tom, that sprite is just an embarrassment. It is really bad. Yeah, it's like it's like the it's like Atari bad. Like it's just basic, so basic. It's just you know. I'm almost embarrassed. Uh, by <laughs> it, just to. You know, it's like, it's like somebody had an early rendition of Mario, and that's just what they used. Because he's wearing suspenders and things. It's like, man, we'll just use that. That's true. He is kind of wearing a Mario outfit. I cannot find two-player footage. Of I can't either. This is embarrassing. I don't know. I I've got a feeling it's going to be taking turns. Yeah, the game. That's my fail. Uh, it's it's pushing it as it is, right? The yeah, the, the graphics. Yeah, oh I think my god! Hey, did you beat this game? No, because I didn't I, beat this game. I could not get past the raft level for whatever reason. Have you have you seen the the final boss? Engine Joe. Yeah, yeah, have you I seen have, it. I have seen it. I've watched the game. It's it's only yeah, like a look, twenty we, minute speed run. Look how bad that looks. Yeah, is I he mean, riding a... the Loch Ness monster? <laughs> yeah, a brontosaurus. 
the lamest of dinosaurs. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so it is uh, taking turns, and uh, Huckleberry Finn looks just like Tom Sawyer, only he's got a palette swap where he's wearing a yellow outfit instead of red. Well, there you go. But yeah, like, I feel like if I was drawing the Loch Ness Monster, that's about what I would get. <laughs> and I'm not, a, I'm not an artist by any means. I feel so. like I could... I could draw better than a better Loch Ness monster. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, I think I realized something playing this game. So that I think it's the third level, maybe the fourth one is the forest. Uh, and it looks just like Contra. And there's lots of games that have <laughs> this. They look just like Contra. Now, how does that work? Do they have the same? Is it just? Are they sharing the the sprites or whatever? Because Seda, I'm assuming Seda is not tied to Konami in any way, right? Yeah, I don't know. They just steal it. And then uh, Konami realizes nobody's going to play this game anyway, so it doesn't matter. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Oh, my. I don't know. Um, so... You start out, you're throwing rocks, and at some point you get a slingshot in this game. But it's essentially the same thing, right? <laughs> you're not yeah. really... It's really one different. Of, one of them has... The rocks that you throw have an arc, and the slingshot is a straight shot. That's really the only difference. But it's, but it's not like you're like... You have really unlimited rocks. So you can just throw one right after another. So it's not like you're really gaining anything by losing that arc, right? Because you can still right. just throw as many as you want. Exactly. And you can and throw them the bad... pretty fast, too. So it's almost like you can have a steady stream of of rocks. And then, like, the first level, you're, like, on a ship or something. And you get these, like, pirates. And they look like child pirates, the sprites. Yeah, they're little, they're little tubby with pirates. <laughs> with guns, no less. I thought they were little they're swords. Holding... They look like little I, swords. I thought they were guns. They look, they look like guns. Could be. The, I mean, the graphics in this game are ugh, to the point where I, they could be anything. Right. I don't know. I, I'm looking at it. I think it looks like a gun, but it, I could see that it, it very well could be a knife or a sword or something of that nature as well but uh, now one of them yeah does look like a sword definitely but I, I swear I saw a few in there that look like guns either way speaking of gun tangent playing Mortal Kombat 11 like the fatalities in that game and like the moves are just they're so over the top like gory and gr gruesome, right? Awesome. So this is one, yeah. So the so if you you play in the like the the, the game, you got to play as like Cassie Cage first, and like her big move is like she just shoots the person several times. <laughs> it doesn't kill them, but she just shoots them several times. And, like, and then there's like the, she does this one move where like she holds them and then pushes them and then like pulls her guns out and shoots them in the back of the head. <laughs> it's like, what's, what's, what, what gives here? But anyway, 
Eh, I don't know, man. So how far did you get on this game? I, I'm, I would... Okay, so you have unlimited lives in this game, and I probably could have continued to play for as long... It's not a terribly difficult game, so I probably could have continued to play and uh, just restarted or hit continue over and over again just to beat the... But I'll be honest, I just really did not enjoy this game. So I made it to level two, the raft stage. And I played through the raft stage. Uh, you know, I didn't quite make it to the end, but I really wasn't, I just was not motivated to keep playing. So I just, you know, I just kind of quit playing it and watched videos of it instead. <clears throat> yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat. I didn't get past the raft but, um, stage. I feel like this is a perfect game for the angry video game nerd. Yeah. He needs to play this game. He does. It's because yeah. it doesn't make it. There's a lot of things that don't make sense. And one of the things that frustrated, frustrated me the most, uh, the raft stage was actually pretty fun. I did enjoy the raft stage, um, mm-hmm. but the, and it's not a terribly difficult game. So I, I just, the, we'll get, we'll talk about it in a minute, but the music kind of bothered me. It kind of got on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, and the enemies coming in off the screen was so annoying. Like, and you don't get, you get like a one, it's like a one hit kill, uh, and you get, you know, multiple lives and as many continues as you want, but the enemies just come flying in off the screen. You don't see them coming and it like, and your character moves pretty fast, but the camera doesn't change screen until you get to like the center of the the until your character's in the center, which is pretty common for a game, but there's just something about the way the enemies come onto the screen and just mm-hmm. hit you that it just really messed up my flow when playing the game. And yeah, that that was what probably what annoyed me the most. Yeah, it's not enough. You know, a, a game that has a mechanic like that, you can kind of get through if the the rest of the game's fun. But this is not a game that you can really suffer or something like that. You know. Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't really enjoy. It. I didn't like. The, I didn't like the character sprite for one. Uh, the controls were okay, but he was a little slippery. Uh, on mm-hmm. the grounds, I didn't really like that all that much. Um, it's not. I mean, we'll we'll probably talk about it as we start to wrap up. It's not really a bad game per se. It's just it's very mediocre. Right. Not. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of time spent putting this game together. Yeah, more or less. I mean, I mean, it's it's a very basic game. There's no saves. There's no passwords. Uh, it's just a very linear side-scrolling platformer for the most part. There was another cool level that I kind of wish I would have played until I got to it, the part where um, you're flying on the cloud. It's like a sideways. Mm -hmm. You're floating in the cloud, and you're fighting an airship. That looks pretty cool. Um, It doesn't make a lot of sense where all of a sudden you're fighting an air, a blimp. (laughs) Um, But it's his dream, so that's fine. He can dream about whatever he wants. I wouldn't imagine a... Tom Sawyer type being able to dream of a like a mechanical airship to fight. Did they have Zeppelins in 1876? Maybe, but I, I don't think so. Maybe they did, but how would he have even seen it in his small little Mississippi <laughs> town, right? Right, right. So, so that is a good point. 
So I don't know. Also, I just noticed as I was reading through the manual some more, uh, did you know that the game is, you know, I, we mentioned the story being spoiled earlier in the story section, but if you read mm-hmm. all the way to the end of the manual, it says, wake up, Tom, after defe- defeating Injun Joe and saving Becky, the adventure comes to an end. Tom wakes up from his dream. As he wakes, <laughs> Tom finds the three feathers he got from Injun Joe. Was it really a dream? So they totally just, they just give you the ending. <laughs> Of the game and the, at the end of the manual. I don't know that they figured out how manuals work. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But that is the ending to the game. Like, I, if you watch or play to the end, that's what happens. He wakes up, he sees the three feathers. Yeah. I mean, so they just totally spoiled the entire game in the manual. Maybe what they're doing uh, is since Tom Sawyer's a, a classic book, right? Um, maybe mm-hmm. they're just encouraging you to read instead of play video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't uh, waste your time. We're going to tell you how this thing ends. Uh, and go read. Yep. All right. So let's let's right. wrap it up a little bit. So graphics overall, what did you think? Not impressed. Yeah. I mean, here. some of the some of the backgrounds were were decent, like. I think it's like level three. You know, they look pretty decent. Le- yeah, level three looks part, decent because it looks like Contra. Right. <laughs> um, but for the most part, not impressed. Sprites, like we talked about, not impressed. Um, the only bad guy that I thought, uh, or the only boss that I thought was, was decent was the first one, the octopus. And after that, it was just downhill. Literally downhill with each one. Yeah, they got worse and worse. Yeah. So. Well, okay, I agree in general. I think the graphics are meh. What do you think about the sound of the music? So the sound of the music is like that. It's like that when you're at the carnival and they're playing that song over and over again. You hate it and you wish you could just die. That's what it was like. I know what you mean. I mean, it's, it was like carnival music. It was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty hard to listen to. I definitely, it was definitely one of those games where I turned the music off and listened to something else when I was playing it. Right. So yeah, I'm with you on that one too. Just annoying. All right. So let's, uh, well, let's wrap it up then and uh, see how much it goes for and see if it's worth it. So it looks like it goes for about twelve ninety nine. Okay, not worth it. <laughs> Just simple, simple, straightforward. It's not expensive, but not worth it. Yeah, I don't know that there would have been any price that I would have said this one's worth it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 hard because it is a very much a meh game to me. Like. It is. It is what it is. It's just a very mediocre game. It... Right. I, I, don't I really mean, know I, I have to, to agree it. too. I don't even know that I'd pay five dollars for it, knowing what I know now. And you know? so, let me just give you give everybody a little insight into the uh, Patreon pick conversation I had with Daniel Newton. I think Daniel likes this game, and I think he may have some childhood nostalgia because I could I could see how I. 
a kid would really enjoy playing this game. Um, but in that conversation, he said, let's see if I remember, I think he said, I thought about giving you guys Barbie, uh, but I wouldn't dare do that to you guys. I might do that to the Genesis chimps. But I think secretly, Daniel was sneaking in a game that he knew we would we would bash because I think he likes those episodes. Yeah, baby. I like it. It's a lot of chutzpah. Yeah, that's a, like lot of, chutzpah. that's a lot of guessing on my part, too. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, he may be just devastated. Yeah, we, he, yeah, he may be really upset right now. Sorry, dude. All right, so in that case, let's uh, let's move on to some trophies. You know what this game needs? Some retrofitted trophies. Hey, you tried to give us a little jingle there for you. I did. Thank you for that. Just somebody emailed me. But that's, uh, so I should have had that on silent. But, so retrofitted trophies. I got a couple. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me pull this up. Yeah, I'm trying to pull mine up too. Uh, uh, that, uh, so I'll go ahead and do my first one. And that is, and though his mind is not for rent, don't put his, put him down as arrogant. And that is beat the game and realize it was a dream. Uh, okay, I think I see what mind you're going is not with rent. here. Right. I see what you're going here. And, or I guess you could also get this trophy by just reading the manual and realizing <laughs> it was a dream. Right. Yeah, yeah you could. I, would, I have one that's similar, uh, beating the game. Or no, actually, I, it was originally going to be beating the game, but since you know it's a dream from the start, I'm just going to say start the game. And to get this, so all you gotta do is start the game to get this trophy, and that is, what is this? Super Mario Brothers 2? Yeah, I get it. It's all a dream. It's all a dream. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. You and the quotes. I know. Man, I'm just on fire tonight. How about my next trophy, which is writing out the day's events, the river. <laughs> I should have done it in my in my uh, brush voice. Running out the day's events, the river. Wow, uh, that, I, that is. I, the, I was just uh, taken to another two. place. I thought maybe I was in a concert or something. <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> right? So that's um, that is beat beat level two. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, I really don't have any good ones left. To be perfectly <clears throat> honest. So if you got any good ones, feel free. Um, oh, here, I got, I got another one. How about uh, Don't Rush? Beat this game in over five hours. All right. I like it. How about this one? The world is, the world is love and life far deep. Maybe as... His skies are wide, and that is beat the level in the clouds. You're just looking for an excuse to uh, sing tonight. Sing some tough stuff. Do some karaoke. That's all I got. Okay, well, we've got one That's more. That's lyrics. Uh, we just got one more from a listener. Uh, this one is beat the game without dying. Let's, let's, see what this, let's see what this one is. They actually called it in. I'm Tom Arnold, and I'm impressed. Okay. Love All right, it. thanks, Tom. 
it's fitting that we play a game about Tom Sawyer and we have Tom Arnold uh, to join us. Right. All right, let's give it a rating. No game is worthy until the dudes have spoken. It's time for the game rating. All right, how do we want to rate this game? Um, John Jake's book. Ooh. I'd have to look up even, a list of his yeah, books. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but yeah, let's do that. Okay. I'm going to look it up a, a list of his books. Uh, I wonder if you can listen to John Jake's books on Audible. And you just oh, I don't blush. know. I wonder who would read it. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> I honestly think that it's a good possibility that... Uh, Mr. Foster's class kept John Jakes in business. Could be because you couldn't. Uh, there were no cliff notes for them, so you had right. to buy the books. And our library didn't carry them either. I don't think, which was weird. Right, seeing as how Mr. Foster was making you. Uh, we need to look you and see if he got a cut. We need to look and see if he got a cut from right. his books. Right. Um, let's see. John Jake's books. All right, I'll go with one. Oh, okay. Uh, this one is, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, we're going to go with, I'm just going to pick one out of the list here. Let's go with, uh, the Americans because Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Fan are both Americans. And this game gonna, does not deserve much more of an explanation than that. Although I will say that the Americans is uh, the Kent Family Chronicles Volume Eight. If you're interested in what what piece of the Kent Family Chronicles this book falls in, uh, I'm also going to go with the Kent Family Chronicles and go with the Rebels because okay. uh, Tom and Huck were rebels. Did you know that? Here, here's a fascinating thing. Did you know? John Jakes also wrote some science fiction. Really? I did not know that. It started out, basically they're all centered, well, most of them are centered around this guy named Brack the Barbarian. John Jakes wrote books like that? Yes. Wow. And he, he's actually wrote a lot of, um, he's actually wrote a lot of science fiction books. Does Master he write of the a, Dark Gate. Does he write under the, the name of John Jakes, or does he write under a yeah. different name? That's it. Conquest of the Planet of, Planet of the Apes, he wrote. Uh, I, the Planet I, I find this hard to believe. That's Hold it. On. Hold on. We got, we're going to listen to a little bit of John Jakes, and you tell me if this sounds like the kind of guy who would write a science fiction book. Give me just a second. And he's apparently he's still alive, by the way. He's eighty-eight. A public library is the world's greatest free university. Does that sound like the yep. kind of guy that would write a science fiction book? Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Did you were you able to hear him talk or was that just I did hear him. Oh, okay, cool. 
He does not look like a science fiction writer. Anyways, not at all. all right, I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit arguing with you. Fair enough. Brack the Barbarian. Okay, Mr. Brack. All right, let's uh, move on. Uh, we'll we'll see if we got some feedback. It's time for D Patter feedback because when you're a D Patter, you're a D Patter for life. I couldn't you find the. Bit. I couldn't find. I couldn't find it at first because I was typing in Butt Brothers. Uh, <laughs> Richard Gay. It was, it was a completely different website, actually. It was disturbing. Um, but anyway, uh, on Facebook, we got uh, Jesse Clever uh, coming up first. This is Mother said, if I had nothing to say, nice to say, don't say nothing at all. With that being said, I never listened to Mother much. Game is not good for me, but maybe others might enjoy it. Nathan Sweeney says, I thought this the game was fun. Was excited to pick it up in the wild. Dan Biscaglia uh, says, weird, but really not bad. Can't say it's one I go uh, back to, given how nice Dragon Quest slash Final Fantasies were. But I played for a few hours, and it wasn't bad. Uh, and Aaron Hickman... <laughs> Aaron- <laughs> Aaron Hickman says, Andy, hey, it's 100% less racist than the Tom Sawyer game Square put out on Famicom. So maybe Square uh, was more true to the book. I don't know. Maybe. I bet it was. Dave Moore says, uh, I remember renting this one as a kid and wondering what in the world it had to do with Tom Sawyer, aside from maybe the rafting level, which I never got past. Gordon Hickman says, I definitely remember renting it at least once. I don't remember much about the game, but I think I thought it was all right. And Jesse Benson says, a fun rock-chucking adventure from what I remember. I guess it's time to give it another play. You're welcome to, uh, Jesse, but, uh, you know. I'm mostly positive, though. At least, okay, so the, maybe they outweigh us. And if we were that uh, stupid gym, gymnast, gymnast germs, is that what it's called? Gym, gym, I think so. Germanus? I think that's it. Germanus? Close. Germanus jizz? Jizz? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful there. <laughs> Sorry. I get a little tongue-tied after midnight. Uh, anyways, if we were that show, then uh, we could call this just good. But uh, unlike them, we don't listen to our... Uh, our listeners when it comes to whether or not we write games. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We do have a couple voicemails to round us out. Uh, and I did screen these. I did not screen them to, for content, but I did screen them to make sure they weren't empty. Okay. All right. So I do know that they at least have uh, talking in them. Back again. I uh, see you guys are playing some Tom Sawyer there. Adventures of Tom Sawyer. I think it's Adventures of Tom Sawyer, right? I have all the, the games, but uh, <laughs> I can't remember every title. So. Anyway. Uh, so- what a disgrace. Can't remember every title name. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's only like 700 or something. What's your problem? Just kidding. Right. Yeah, I, I've played that game like once or twice. 
I saw the game room play it like a long time ago, but other than that, like, I don't really know too much about the game. I know that it's kind of like not great, so <laughs> there's that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's better than, um, I remember, uh, Ben saying it was, so, uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't even know that much about it. I think, I think I knew, okay, it's made by some company that kind of sucks, right? And they make like some terrible other games or something, <laughs> from what I remember anyway. But, <laughs> I have the game. I don't really know that much about it. Of course I know about Tom Sawyer. I bet you guys are going to have some tangents about Tom Sawyer or whatnot and uh, fence painting or something to that effect, but uh, I don't know. I just wanted to call in to you guys really quick here. I don't even know if it's going to make it on the show if you kind of put that out right when you think you're recording tonight or whatever stuff, but uh, whoever puts you up to it too, uh, hopefully... Maybe they actually like the game. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's actually a good game. Maybe you guys will tell me, hey, this is a great game. Uh, nope. You know, and, then, and it's actually like a hidden, <laughs> hidden uh, game. Something I was about to say the G word, but I can't say it because you guys don't like what I say. But it don't say the G word. <laughs> M word. So, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the podcast. Uh, uh, anxious to hear what you guys have to say. JZNES, uh, saying keep it classic. Stick around for more views, underrated games, and I'll uh, see you guys in the next one. Jay-Z out. Thank you, Jay-Z. And I don't think we're going to be able to disagree with you on this one. Yeah. Nope, not at all. Okay, you ready for for another voicemail here? I am. Okay. Submitted a request in the past for... uh, some information regarding a more affordable health insurance policy. This is a follow-up, and we'd love to hop on the call to discuss some options. Please press 2 to speak to an advisor, 9 for a callback, and to be placed on our Do Not Call list permanently, <laughs> please call our toll-free number, 844-989-1702, and press 1 when prompted, or press 1 now to be taken off this call list. Okay. Did everybody get that number? All right. If you need to call and... Uh... Yeah, make sure you got that. Get your health insurance. <laughs> okay. Well, actually, we got one more, and then I think we're done. For reduced payment or loan forgiveness program. If you do not have student <laughs> loans and your number was input on our benefit list by accident, press 1. Press 1 if you do not have student loans, and we will remove you off of our benefit list. Through the government, you could potentially qualify to reduce your monthly payments loans? or even some or complete loan forgiveness. Our podcast? Due to our numerous attempts to reach you with no success, <laughs> we will me not out. reaching out to you they and found you possibly miss out on this benefit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure collectively we have student loans. Loan I'm sure between the two of us, we've probably got a lot of student loans, but uh, the podcast does not have student loans. So I don't know where, I don't right. know where they're getting that. Because... Anyways, okay, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, right, I will say, well. everybody, uh, hang in there out there. And if you haven't noticed, if you yep. didn't notice the post from Friday, we are giving away a game right now, every week, uh, for a little while. So pay attention on Fridays, and uh, maybe you too can win a game from us. Not just us, the Bit Brothers in general. So I guess those. Genesis germs are a part of it too, but that's okay. 
All right. Well, you can always find us, of course, and leave feedback on the BitBros Retro Gaming Community on Facebook. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter as well. Um, you can find our stuff on twodudesinanest.com, nintendudes.com, and nesdudes.com. Is yep. that right? I think those are all still up and stuff. running. And, of course, you can always call us to leave us feedback or sell us, you know, student loan forgiveness plans and for health insurance. Yeah. Right. By calling... 775-7-RETRO-1. All right. Yep. Okay. Well, until next time... Good luck out there. Stay safe uh, from the 19. Yeah. Don't let that 19 get you. Right. Uh, And if it does, uh, make sure at least the 20 don't get you whenever it comes around. Right. All right. All right. Here's the music for next game. See you guys. Good night, everybody.